This is Engineering by Design, a short podcast series produced by the Design Lab at NYU Makerspace. This podcast complements a series of fireside chats where we invite professionals working at the intersection of design, engineering, and technology. Our guest today is Umi Shum, multimedia editor at the New York Times, who will share with us her journey from working at Microsoft to becoming a multimedia editor at a world-renowned media company. My name is Umi Shum. So currently I've been a graphics editor at the digital news design department at the New York Times for the past four years. A graphics editor is someone who combines the exercise of, you know, like visual creativity and tech innovation with journalistic judgment. So we are designers, yes, like a lot of us are big nerds in typography and even like prints. And we also code. But above all, uh, I think we are editors who make edits on those journalistic judgment. So in this role, I work with reporters, producers and other editors from multiple desks in the newsroom to craft rich storytelling forms for, you know, like a wide range of projects, including like news and like features or enterprise stories. I did my undergrad in computer science, and then I landed an internship at Microsoft Indonesia on my junior year. Then eventually I rejoined the company again after graduation. So I stayed about four and a half years. I had multiple roles here and there. But in the last two years, I was their UX evangelist for Windows Phone and Windows 8. Back then, UX wasn't really a big thing yet in Jakarta, and I felt like I needed to branch out and hone my skills more. So I applied for like grad schools overseas. And somehow I got offered the scholarship for a two-year program at Parsons MFA Design and Technology. So I moved to New York City in 2014. During my first year, I did a lot of exploration on making like physical interactive installations until I realized that that's not really what I enjoy doing. So I switched focus to making interactive web and data visualizations. And when I was working on my thesis, I realized that a lot of my web presidents that I like was published by the Times. So after graduation, I just decided if I'm going to apply for like one company that I'm passionate about, then might as well be the Times, you know. So I just applied like blindly, randomly without really knowing what graphics editor means and then without any journalism background whatsoever. And somehow I got in. (laughs) That was four years ago. Whenever I'm starting a new project, because I'm always collaborating with so many different people. Understanding the needs of each desk is always important for framing the project. Usually people from the desk would reach out to my team and then we would get assigned projects based on our availability and interests, you know. And then once we get paired up, we work with the desk directly, like we reach out to them and then we start the initial meeting. So this is one of the most important first first step, you know, to gather our understanding of what we're working with and who we're working with. Like, for example, I need to know whether there's a photo editor assigned or whether there's like an art director assigned to us. Like, do we need to commission illustrations and so forth? Like, is there any video or audio component to this project? Is there any like map or like graphics people involved in it, etc. And a lot of times I feel like desk will come to us with a set vision and idea. Like they will come with like a 10,000 draft with like accompanying photos. But sometimes there's, there can also be an instance where they reach out to us, 
giving just like a single data set. And then they want to discuss about the potential to transform those data sets into a more meaningful storytelling form. So, for example, last year, the politics desk reached out to us and told us that one of their reporter, Astet Wesley, he's been going to like almost all presidential candidate rallies. And he, you know, he just started compiling like hundreds and hundreds of songs. And then he just kept it in his like playlist rally folder. And so from there, he came to us and be like, what can be done with this data set? You know, so I started just wrangling with the data set. And then I made like a couple bunch of like mockups just to see like where the data takes us. But that's also the thing with mockups. Like this is where we enter the second phase, which is kind of like we start exploring. This is where the ideation start. It's, it's all about like brainstorming and like what the form could be. What I've learned in my four years as a graphics editor here is that we have the power to shape and guide the storytelling direction. You know, like when I when I start my mockups, because editors mostly work in like a black and white world, like in forms of text only. So when they're presented with like something that, oh, like we can make it more interesting by like pairing this and this, you know, like mockups are really a great tool to like present them with like an alternative story forms and open their minds on what's possible and what can be done in a certain time frame. We work together directly with the reporters and the editors as well. And it's always pretty much finding like the right balance between form and content. Based on my experience, engineering and design definitely go hand in hand. So moving from tech company to journalism has also transformed completely the way I look at things, you know, like each discipline brings its own strength. But generally, I think they work side by side with different focuses, like engineering solve more functional problems between like different moving parts, while design solve problems that our readers might face when, you know, like consuming the front of our content. But I think the main idea is also that both disciplines tends to attract people with like a more of an individual contributor type as opposed to like people who are trying to climb more to be on the people manager type, if that makes sense. And I've had like a couple friends in the past that are more comfortable being, you know, just like as an IC, as an individual contributor. And they don't really care about like titles like senior titles or like, you know, like climbing that corporate leadership. Whether you start calling yourself as more of a designer or you call yourself more of a coder, I think you just have to like start somewhere, that's for sure. And you know, eventually try to make do of like what you feel you lack of, because the more you work on actual projects and the more you collaborate pe with people, the more you learn from them. And then the more you have like diverse things in your portfolio. And so, for example, if you're a designer who's like trying to get into technical coding stuff, 
then there's really no excuse for you to not start because, you know, like online courses are everywhere nowadays. And like it's 2020, like everyone's also like quarantine, like they everyone learns remotely anyway. So that's somewhere for you to start. So on the other hand, if you're someone who's coming from more of a tech background and then you're trying to like jump to the design world, I think the key important thing to always remember is that design is a lot about like empathy. So when when you're like trying to like build a system, design a system, try always try to put yourself in the read in the readers or users standpoint as opposed to like more of a functional point of view. Thanks for joining us. We hope you tune in again for our future episodes. We would like to thank our sponsor, NYU Tandon's Department of Technology Management and Innovation. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at NYU Makerspace.